Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. I just returned from a week in San Diego, California for the Pet Industry Leadership Summit, which is the premier event where top-level executives from every segment of the pet care community convene to network and discuss the future of the pet industry innovation and opportunities. At least that is the formal description of the event. And it sure was that. I loved every minute of it. It was a long time to be away from my Carmine for the first time, but the good thing is, is that I'm going to try to recap all the juicy details, at least the best of for you in this podcast episode. So maybe by the end, you might feel like you made it to sunny San Diego as well. And actually, don't stress, it was not sunny in San Diego. It was raining and a little chilly but we made the best of it and I'm going to share all of it with you and my key takeaways on this episode. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. The Pet Industry Leadership Summit is pulled together between four different associations or groups. And you're familiar with probably all of them, but they put on the bigger shows like Global Pet Expo and Super Zoo and a lot of other events, 
But this event is where they pull together as an industry to really show many people within it that they can work together, they do work together, and they want to support the future vision of the industry for all. So involved in this event are American Pet Products Association, Pet Advocacy Network, the Pet Industry Distributors Association, and the World Pet Association, okay? And when they say that they bring together these A-listers or the top-level executives, it's that because the people that are in the room are all the different associations, the distributors, and some sales reps. You've got some brands that are there, partners, service providers, agencies, veterinarians. Like it's really a mix of a lot of different people in the industry. And at those larger shows, there's often thousands and thousands, if not tens of thousands of people. But at this show, it's more intimate. There's only a few hundred, even though a few hundred sounds like a big room and it certainly was. It was actually their highest attended Pet Industry Leadership Summit yet. I have attended one previously back in 2018, I think it was. And it was a way for me to meet some new people who typically when you're at the other shows are usually so busy, you don't have much time to connect and talk with them. So that's why I wanted to visit the show again, reasons of either the pandemic and then our moving and having a baby and other things didn't really Aligned for me to go any sooner. So the chance that I had to jump at going this year, I definitely wanted to do that. And it was very beneficial. And I say it was beneficial because (laughs) there were not only lots of lessons learned there, but lots of opportunities for us. We, like I already mentioned at the beginning, my husband and I left Carmine for the first time for a week, almost a week. And I got to say that felt a little long, honestly, to be away from our baby, but, but it was a good exercise for, I'm sure Carmine, my family and Joey and I, but it also just helps me think about and remember what it was like to leave my business for the first time for that long and leaving. Sometimes I I left and I closed the business. Sometimes I left and put my mom in charge of the business. That didn't go well. Actually closing it doesn't ever go well either. (laughs) And then there's the first time you leave your business where you're team is taking care of everything and you might be getting lots of phone calls and lots of text messages and you're still working a lot, even though you're not there. And then sometimes you get to leave and the business runs without you. Nobody's calling and texting you. And that's the great place to be. And that's the sweet spot. Fortunately on this trip, I know I don't have a brick and mortar anymore, so it wasn't as stressful of leaving the business, but I was able to really take some time away from my pet boss nation responsibilities and focus on being at the conference and really focus on also mixing a little pleasure with the business trip, right? So we got there a little early and enjoyed massage and some nice dinners and ended up even doing a catamaran tour with some other pet industry people. So there was definitely fun. And so I don't know, I guess that's one thing for you to think about is, have you taken a time away from your business? Have you taken at least a week? Have you taken more than a week? How'd it go? Should you do it again? I encourage you to do. It's actually getting away and going to conferences like this teaches you a lot just about your own life and your own business and how things run in your absence because they should be able to run in your absence, okay? You should have a system or a process for communication and how things can continue to get done and how your customers can continue to be served when you're not there. So something to think about. Plus going on things like this, I feel like are always just great to reconnect with old friends and obviously meet some new people. We got to meet a few of the keynote speakers at it, actually. 
Joey and I decided to just go ahead and get photos with almost every, I think we got, yeah, we got photos with at least the main keynote speakers. So those keynote speakers were Carl Rove, a conservative commentator and strategist, a New York Times bestselling author. And there was Mary Kelly, who's also an author, an economist, and leadership expert. Then there was Bill Walton, a basketball legend, broadcaster, and humanitarian. And Will Guadera, a restaurateur, entrepreneur, and New York Times bestselling author. I think uh, there was <laughs> a bunch of questions that came up. They were like, why would you have a conservative commenter or even a politician in any facet be at a pet industry event? Now, I did not book any of these speakers, but I'll tell you that I know that the associations were thinking it is an election year coming up and they wanted to get, I think, the somebody's take on how the future looks for the pet industry and in election years. But I got to tell you, Carl talked a lot about the history of politics. And he started out, I think the whole point of his talk was about how if we feel like it's bad now, right, if we don't like our potential presidential candidates here, if we don't like how things look now, it's always been worse. <laughs> Which, honestly, I don't know how great of a theme that is because you're like, gosh, all right, it's bad now, but it's been worse. And where are we going? But I think the point is that as he was sharing and through the history of what has ha unfolded, even since the mid 1800s, all the way till now, is that we've gotten through those challenging times and we can get through this. It was interesting. It's definitely interesting. And then there was even some time for some Q&A afterwards. And I think that they handled all the question and answers really well. Up next was Mary Kelly, who is the economist and leadership expert. And wow, she had a lot of interesting stats and things to share about what is currently happening in the world, where she predicts things going, and how it can relate to the pet industry and even your leadership style. She was an economics professor at the Naval Academy and the Air Force Academy and Hawaii Pacific University. She's written 15 books, including her bestseller, Master Your World, and her latest award winner, Why Leaders Fail in the Seven Prescriptions for Success. She covered so many things, but I think some of the meatiest part of it all was that there's crisis all around us, that there's geopolitical crisis, economic crisis, workplace crisis, and domestic crisis. And she translated that then into how the cost of living has gone up 32% in four years, but pay has only gone up maybe 4% annually, and how our customers and our employees and even our suppliers are likely stressed out by this crisis, all these different crises happening. And even in their own lives, how the, when there's crisis happening in their own personal lives, how it's just hard for people to pull through sometimes or to even focus or have the confidence or clarity that they really would need to live a thriving life. Maybe you've even experienced that yourself too. And so just, she was saying that all of us, we carry all of this noise in our head and worry in our head because of all of these crises happening. And all people really want is certainty. Uh, she said that people can handle bad news, but they hate uncertainty. And so as employers, what can we do to start to help people feel more informed, more supported, provided for, cared for, lots of opportunities there as employers to actually be a true support system to people's lives and add value, not just to our customers, but to our team and even to our suppliers. 
And that when we do that, our businesses will weather any storm and continue to grow. She shared a slide that had pet ownership by generation and pet type. And this was from a 2022 survey that Forbes did. And there's baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z on here. And obviously a lot of them have owned dogs and cats are to make up the majority. But what really stood out, and she highlighted this, was that Gen Z had a higher variety of types of pets. They were substantially higher in ownership for hamster and guinea pigs, birds, rabbits, lizard, fish, and turtles. Significant, almost more than double than millennials. And the millennials were more than double of Gen X and baby boomers. So there's an interesting opportunity there to expand into other supplies and services for those animals. And it'll be interesting to watch if that trend continues as they age or even the generation behind them. The next up on the celebrity circuit of keynote speakers that Joey and I happened to meet, as well as take a lot of great notes, was Bill Walton, who played for the Portland Trailblazers and the Boston Celtics. And then after his basketball career, he became a sports broadcaster. So his talk was that he's like the luckiest guy in the world. He shared lots of examples of motivation and choosing joy in our lives no matter what gets thrown at you. He's overcome some substantial health hurdles and even suffered from stuttering until I think he was 28. He's definitely been challenged in life and has come out stronger and better and happier for it. What was fun about Bill's talk was that he incorporated a lot of Grateful Dead references and music references and had a slideshow montage going up of his long career and life here and all the celebrity photos and concerts and basketball games and stuff and family stuff too. He had a lot to share, uh, lots of little tidbits, but one of the ones I thought that was really interesting was that we as leaders, coaches, if you think even about you're the coach to your team, you have to motivate people, pull them together so that they work with you and with each other and that they build their skills, right? And so Anyway, he had two things. He said, you need to be a human solar panel and a human forklift. And the human solar panel was that we have to absorb what gets thrown at us, right? We have to absorb the good and the bad. We have to reflect back light or power or the good things have to get reflected back so that we can keep the team moving forward. And then the human forklift was that we really have to think about the people that we interact with, that we have to pick them up and put them in a better place. (laughs) Pretty simple, but true. Don't you want your team and your customers and your suppliers to come into your circle and your sphere and your existence and we're doing business with you and working for you and come in and improve their skills and become better human beings, maybe even growing out of their role and into a new role and contributing in other ways to their lives and even potentially your companies or other partners that you have. It's really interesting to think about it. I've never, ever thought of myself as a human forklift, (laughs) but we do. We want to pick people up and put them in a better place. And then the last keynote speaker was the best, and that is Will Guadera, who was co-owner in 11 Madison Park. His restaurant received four stars from the New York Times, three Michelin stars, and in 2017 was ranked the number one restaurant in the whole world. 
that is impressive. And so his talk was around his book, Unreasonable Hospitality. Will is a savvy public speaker. He is great at his timing and his cadence and his tone and his stories and the jokes and the points that he really wants to hit home with everybody. And what's I think most interesting to me is that his restaurant had already won the top 50, right? He had a seat at the table in the top 50 restaurants in the world, but he wanted number one. And he came back to his business and he thought, okay, how do we actually get there? Because everybody in the restaurant world from one to 50 that's getting this award is superb, right? They're running these well-oiled restaurants that also have delicious menus and the best service in the world. And he thought, how else could we become better? And he decided that it was looking at his company's hospitality and where there could be moments in their customer's journey for them to surprise and delight the customers. And so what he did is he pulled his team together and he said that they literally did like an interrogation of their customer's journey. We talk about the customer journey inside some of our workshops and the Pet Boss Club and thinking about what's the moment that people discover you, right? They're researching you and discover you to calling and requesting anything from your business or looking to book services to actually then booking services to then using the service after the service and then even you know, time, much time later after the service. So it's what happens before, during, and after that entire customer's experience with you. That's a customer journey. And so what he did is he did an interrogation of that entire process. And I love that he said he pulled his team together and they maybe came up with 25 to 30, I think it was, different moments that the customer experienced. And he said, nope, go back. I want you to keep thinking, dig deeper, expand upon this. And I think they came up with another 60 or so, maybe 80. And then he said, nope, we're going to go back and keep diving even deeper. And they came up with 120 different moments that um, are part of a customer's journey. I, can you imagine? I'm not, I know I've, I've eaten out at a lot of restaurants and I wouldn't even realize that there are 120 different moments that I would experience. But what the point of that story is, is that we have to always go deeper, dig deeper into defining what somebody's experience might be. And then what he was able to do with his team is they pulled out really important moments where they felt like they could surprise and delight and provide this amazing hospitality experience. And I honestly don't even think I could give all the stories justice that he shared because he told them so well. So I encourage you to follow him on social media or get the book and we'll link to that. We'll link to all this stuff in our show notes, which you can access by visiting petboss.com forward slash episode 116. So anyway, the point is that he built this customer service journey finding ways where you can surprise and delight your customers. And then they just started basically making moments and dreams happen for people that they'd never think of happening at a restaurant. So they ended up hiring a position called the dream maker position and actually employed somebody to help the front of the house staff make all these kind of dreams come true. And it did cost money. And I know that not all of us can do that, but what he wanted to remind us was that the cost of going above and beyond with your customers is actually more impactful than spending money on some traditional marketing outlets. And that it not only made the customers happy, but it actually was amazing for their company culture and for the team because the team members were the ones who had the power to 
make these ideas come to life or power to suggest ideas and be part of this whole process. And so it got their team members much more engaged in the customer experience and in the company. And it felt good to be doing all these acts of kindness. And so it actually was more beneficial even to the team and the company overall. So that whole process for him helped propel their business to the number one spot of restaurants in the whole world. Now, those were just the keynotes. (laughs) In between the keynotes, there were lots of individual little mini sessions on stage happening where different organizations were sharing all the resources that they have available for the pet industry, like HABRI, which stands for the Human Animal Bond Research Institute. I loved hearing what Stephen Feldman had to say about this nonprofit organization and the work that they do with their partners in the pet care community because they really are helping impact pets in a positive way and people in a positive way. He shared what they were up to to create a more pet-inclusive society. Think about housing or jobs or costs of things or care. Even initiatives they're working on to get health insurance companies to integrate or do something for people who own pets, because I guess people who have pets are naturally healthier. So it's really wild, all the research that they have. And I think as business owners in the pet industry to go check out what Habri is doing and at least get access to some of this data that they have and these reports that they have could actually support your business and some of the initiatives that you might be needing to take getting into a commercial space with a landlord who doesn't understand the pet industry or wonders if you have a viable business model or the same thing for a bank, or there's going to be, I'm sure, things that you can integrate and talk about in your own marketing. So definitely check out Habri. And then I also loved learning about pets in the classroom and all the amazing stories of children who are learning how to read or building confidence or enjoying their class and education experience more because they have a pet in the classroom. And it can vary from small animals, even fish, up to dogs that are in the classroom. So we hope to feature pets in the classroom on a future episode of this podcast as well. So you can learn more there. There were so many sessions that it's hard to wrap it all up for you in just this short podcast episode. But my last one, I guess I'll mention is Michael Johnson from BSM Partners. He talked a lot about AI, which is almost impossible to avoid. And he reminded us that if we think that AI might be something that is going to happen in the future, it's already happening. And it's already, I think it's projected to take over 45 million jobs or something. So it already has. So it's not going anywhere. It is part of our world and it is here to stay. So he said that 45 million jobs have been taken by AI and just between that tech evolution and all the things that are happening with corporate greed and inflation and consumers being stretched so thin and just technology changing so fast that we as businesses, as business owners, especially the ability to do this in the pet space is that We need to bring the human touch, okay? Because that technology is creating this anonymity, loneliness, alienation, disconnection, and just that lack of human connections overall. And so that 
we, especially in the pet industry, have this opportunity to really bring that human touch. And one of the ways you said we could do that is even through who we hire and how we hire and what we say to them. And it's interesting, he had a slide up that said that for job postings, we actually want to communicate how we want people to do this job, to do their jobs, that we want them to do it safely and conveniently, that we want them to do their job engagingly, affordably, ethically, sustainably. We want people to do their jobs transparently, digitally, responsibly. So picking all these words that are really an alignment with the desires that human beings are having right now and and translating that into our job posts and how we attract candidates. And then I think then if we take a look at how our companies are being run through that human lens, I really do think it could be a game changer for your businesses. So Overall, man, gosh, this event was so worth it for us, not only to hear all those amazing speakers, to have all these great takeaways that I can share with you and think about how this is impacting the future of the pet industry, but I was also able to have deep, meaningful conversations with the board directors and the presidents of the Pet Industry Distributors Association, Indie Pets, WPA, APA, and all these different movers and shakers in the industry that it was just so fulfilling. And we have so many amazing opportunities coming together, collaborations in the future. And I just know that those kinds of opportunities wouldn't happen if I didn't make the investment not the financial investment, but also the time investment to go and to, to go to this conference. And so I encourage you, whether this conference may or may not be right for you to go to in the future, but there are conferences that exist that you should be attending. It could be a local thing happening in your region. It could be niche specific to your dog training industry, your grooming industry. It could be inside the whole pet industry. It could be niched into the type of business that you have, whether it's online or brick and mortar. There are so many conferences happening that no matter what stage that you are in your business journey, just thinking about going into something to growing your business and feeling like you can't get away to really now having the time to get away and do these kinds of things, no matter what stage you are in your journey, going to conferences like this is critical to your professional development and to your to the networking opportunities that exist for you, okay? So I want you to continue investing in your professional development. It's so important to always be learning, okay? So we're always providing opportunities for you to learn here on our podcast or through our blog or through our groups. We've got our Pet Boss Club, which you can join as well. I know enrollment just closed to that. And hey, big shout out to all our new members. Welcome. And if you enjoy listening to this and are realizing that you maybe need some more support, I do offer one-on-one sessions as well. So you can visit petboss.com to connect with us if you're looking for a one-on-one session. And we have our own conference coming up here at the end of the summer called Camp Pet Boss. More details will be coming out about that very soon. And so I just encourage you to, one, get out of your business two, get out of your comfort zone, and three, connect, connect with your community, connect with all these amazing resources that exist for you here in the pet industry. All right, go visit petboss.com forward slash episode 116 to connect to all the people that I've just shared here today on this episode. And I look forward to introducing you to some of the people that I mentioned on today's episode in future episodes of the podcast. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Your Business podcast by Pet Boss Nation, your go-to resource for pet business owners and pet industry professionals. If you found value in today's episode, 
please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many others. Your subscription, which is totally free to this podcast, ensures that you never miss an episode packed with insights and tips and stories and strategies to help your pet business grow. And I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review and rate the podcast because your feedback means a lot to what you love most about the show and it helps others in the pet industry discover this resource. And if you know somebody who could benefit from the information that we share here, don't keep it a secret. Please consider sharing it with them. We're better together and we can help build a thriving community of pet business owners and professionals in so many local communities. And if you want more, including links to the show notes or exclusive freebies and content that we provide, then make sure you visit petboss.com. That's where we have all kinds of goodies for you to grow your pet business and hang out with us on social too. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all by visiting Pet Boss Nation. Once again, thanks so much for being part of our Pet Boss community. And until next time, keep bossing your business.